Hello, today's podcast episode one. This is Paul and this is Keith. What up? What up? Uh, today's podcast, we're going to talk about credit cards and how to use them and how to start up and get your credit score to a good place where you can buy a house, a car or start a hustle with it. So we're going to start off with how and what to do with your credit cards once you get them already good and going to set up the vision for you. Um, You can use your credit card to start a sneaker hustle. Did you know that? And um, all the different ways you can do that is um, once you get yourself to a good place like at the 700, 720 credit score, you can apply for zero APR credit cards, which all they are is a zero APR credit card means that you don't have to pay interest on new balance or a current already a balance that's already on the credit card so that's almost like a loan of some type for about 15 18 months you don't have to make you don't have to pay off the whole credit card but you do have to make minimum payments but on a like a five thousand dollar credit card that you don't have to pay off the whole thing the minimum payments like a hundred dollars i mean imagine how many sneakers you could buy before you have to actually pay it back mm. that's a come up right there yep that's I mean, you can buy other substances for that amount because you can always go to the bank and take out like the whole $5,000 and pay a little fee. But what you could do with that whole five grand is, is up to your imagination on what you can flip. Exactly. Uh, I, could, I could say, hey, you could use that money for to, to buy a car, a cheap A to B car, or the, PS, the PS5 when it came out. You could have used that to buy like Let's say 10, 20 of them and flip them. It's all based on your imagination. What's limiting you is, is the whole the whole credit card thing doesn't have to be a scary thing that you're thinking about or going into and you don't know what to do or how to navigate it. We're here to talk about it. Just give us a chance and listen to what we got to say about it. And we'll give you the, the major things that will affect your credit score and how to grow it. And and um one of the main things that we can start from there, I would say, number one, go ahead and just go sign up for Credit Karma. You sign up for Credit Karma, they'll let you know what your credit score is, it lets you keep an eye on your debt, and watch how you grow. And it'll give you tips on credit cards you can apply for and how to grow your credit score. Second, you want to go ahead and um, start... After you get your credit card, go ahead and get you a secure credit card, which is basically you give them your money. They give you a line of credit for your on your money. Your money is not gone. It's on the card. You use it monthly. You pay it back. You only want to use about 30 percent of that. So out of 300, you want to maybe use between 20 to 40 dollars on gas and candy and pay back full every month. That's a regular credit card. They have interest rates on it, so you don't want to keep a balance every month and just paying. It's a myth to keep a balance on there and just pay a little bit at a time. It only helps your payment history and your credit history is not really going to do any better if you keep the balance there and paying the interest. So that's really a myth. So don't believe that. Pay it off fully every month. And checking your credit more than five times in one year is a big no-no. Yeah, do do not go around letting every dealership or or any like loans that you're looking to get for anything, let them keep checking your credit score because that will knock you down two points at a time and it does take two years to come off your credit history that people have been checking because that only show people that you're not dependable and why are you going around asking for money or people to lend you things and are you even able to pay back what's wrong financially for you to be going around running 
borrowing for money. So please try not to let people, you know, check your credit history so much in one year. So please plan ahead and think ahead on what you can do and what you want to do. Um, 40% of your credit score does come from your payment history. So just getting started making minimum payments or making payments on your credit card or secure credit card will boost you up by 40%. So history of how long you had your secure credit card open is 21%, but payments is 40%. I don't know how they got the math, but that's what it says on chase.com. Credit usage, which is do not max your credit card out. As soon as you get your $300 secure credit card, don't max it out. Do not max it out. Use 30% only and then pay it back every month. That will boost it up by another 20%. So right there, that's 60%. How long you had your credit card open? How long you've been making payments is 40%. How long you had it open is 21%. And how much you use is 20%. And the rest of them is not so major to me. Like your total balance is 11%. So how much credit you got available to you is 11%. But it also goes with credit usage because you don't want to use up the whole thing because then that's 30%. So you don't want to use up everything you have available. Your credit check, so don't let people just run around checking in and applying for everything just because your credit score is growing, because that's going to hurt. So you want to go on Credit Karma, see what most likely you'll get approved for, and how it will affect your score if you don't get approved. Credit Karma has all kinds of tools on their website that can help you, and available credit is 3%, and that should be all the factors that should be able to affect your credit score and growth over time. So now we want to go into how useful it is to have credit cards available to you and how it can boost you and make your life better and less stressful. So I just want to backtrack for a second, right? So yeah. for the person that thinks that getting credit, a credit card or a line of credit is a risk, they don't want to fool with it, they don't really understand it, you know, that's a maybe they, bad way of thinking about maybe, it. Maybe, yeah, you know what I'm saying? This is how people grow up for, for one reason or another. We don't know people's backstory or whatever. They're financial, financially illiterate, I guess you can say. True. You know, you know no uh, disrespect intended. But it's no risk if you get $300 credit card as long as you pay it back within that month and you're only doing minimal or minimum payments on that, you pay it back within that month, no interest will rise on it True. unless you fail to pay it back within that month. And we're not talking about a bunch of money, couple hundred dollars, you're doing a bare minimum with it, you know, it's not no risk to you. True. I mean, you again, it's like you just first you want to start practicing these things that is good for to show that you're responsible anyways. You want to use only 30 percent. You don't want to max it out all the time. You want to pay back on time. These things are showing them, hey, I'm ready to borrow more money and I'm available to pay it back. I make money to pay it back. So when you go out to ask for a loan for a car that costs 30 grand, they'll be like, OK, it seems like you made payments on time. And you've been responsible for years now. So, yeah, we, we probably will. Um, 
credit history, payment history, those things that that does count a lot. That's about 61% to show that, hey, I'm responsible and I know how to manage money. So to go back on that, no, I don't think you should be scared at all. I think you need to go and learn about it because it is what gives everybody that edge, that extra boost in life to feel like I'm not going from paycheck to paycheck. I have a little bit of buffer. If anything bad happens, I can just swipe it and pay back when I get paid for my job or I don't know, a, a tax refund check, anything that you feel like, okay, I'll pay back so then I can boost my credit score up. But for right now, I'm going through a financial situation. Oh, I just lost my job. It'll take me another three weeks before I get another job. Let me use my credit card to live off of. When I get that job, I'll pay it back. Yeah, and a lot of and another thing that comes out of nowhere that we were talking about is like situations with the cars where the car will the check engine light come on or something. You gotta take it to the good year. You know, these expensive places that you know they're not street mechanics so they're they're charging a top dollar to fix whatever's wrong with your car and this is where a credit card would come in handy at if you you know you gotta make a I don't I mean I guess it would depend on how you know big is your line of credit. You understand? Because some of those prices that they hand you back i remember i got one i think it was like four hundred dollars maybe three hundred dollars yeah so some of these some of them prices they hitting people upside the head well strong way there's two things about that situation first yeah it costs more than what the average person would probably have saved in their bank account Mm -hmm. average person don't really have about one to five thousand dollars saved up for emergencies Mm -hmm. so you're not going to be prepared for that situation that's where credit card would would become useful but again like you paying that price, but a company like that should be almost have it ensured that what they're doing, you don't have to come back to. Because I go to these backyard mechanics, I got to go back there like three times before they actually get it done right. And I'm, I end up paying exactly three to four hundred dollars. Like you just end up having to pay the first time to one of these high end, high end mechanic places. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like in life, you got to start preparing. These things will happen. Sooner or later, you want to start preparing and getting your payment history and your credit history started as soon as possible. Uh, it doesn't matter how old you are. You want to start today. You want to go sign up for a secure credit card today. Even if you have bad credit history, go get a secure credit card today. Start making minimum payments today and start building your payment history and your credit history today. Because it you don't know when you'll need it. And you don't want to say, I'm going to stay away from it until I want to buy a house. Now you never had credit history. Now they can't give you, you can't buy a house. You can't take a loan out for a house because they don't know how responsible you are. Makes sense. So you want to start before you even need it. So when you do start needing, you can apply for regular credit cards instead of secure credit cards. Now, now you don't have to use your money. You can use their money to buy things and then pay them back later. That's what they mean by using other people's money. So let's go back to the sneaker hustle. You want to, you know, sneakers can sell for four to five hundred dollars a pair, but it's only when they first come out, they're like one fifty to one eighty. You want to go ahead and use the credit card, buy as many as you can with the line of credit you got, flip it before the end of the year with a zero APR credit card. You pay it back. You can flip as many times you need while when when you pay for other things, and then you pay back before the end of the year. It just depends on what your hustle is and how good you are as a hustle. 
there's people out there giving you these APR credit cards. You're using other people's money, not your money. So nothing is really slowing you down, but you and your imagination on what you know about financial education or credit. So this is basically us telling you, do not be scared. Approach this in a matter of, I need to start understanding this because one day I will have to use it and it will become useful to me. Yeah, definitely. It would be beneficial to you to take the information that we're giving you and to put it to good use. Yeah. As soon as possible. Yeah. Um, what we was talking about, the hustle thing. Let's see here. We was going into uh, your history oh, building yeah. your credit. Yeah, um, I started when I was 18. I always wanted to buy a nice car and a house. I just Those were the things that I noticed that everybody around me didn't have. But why they never had it was because they never really had good credit history. I was always curious to how people buying these $30,000 cars. Like, where, how are they getting these money to buy all these expensive cars and houses? Then I realized everybody just gets his own credit, gets a mortgage or, or pay car notes. So I wanted to understand, like, okay... What is mine? How do I get started? So Credit Karma, I, I looked up myself and I was like, oh man, I'm 550. That means I never had anything on my credit before. I never bought anything. So it's really bad, but it's not really bad because I'm not a negative. I don't owe anybody money. I just never had anything before. Exactly. So what I did next was I went and signed up for a secure credit card to start showing that, hey, I can be responsible for credit if you give me a line of credit. Let me give you my money, give it back to me, and I use it and I'll pay myself back every month and let you keep record of that. Once that is established, then I sign up for a regular credit card, which is still not a great interest rate, but I'll pay it back every month. I'll pay my bills with it, pay it back. I'll pay for gas with it, pay it back. To start building that record, hey, you can trust me. Eventually, my credit score started hitting about, in a year, it hit about what, 700, 720? That's when I went into Credit Karma started suggesting zero APR credit cards to me, which is basically like a loan. They don't really give out loans like to regular people like us who have like a thousand dollar problems or twelve hundred dollars or sixteen hundred dollar problems or anything like that. They give us zero APR credit cards now. So mm-hmm. you can't just go to the bank and say, hey, I'm, I just lost my job. I need a loan, but I'll pay back. Mm-hmm. What they do now is they give you zero APR credit cards, which is basically a credit card don't have to pay back the whole balance you just make minimum payments from 15 to 18 months some of them even 12 months zero apr credit cards well fargo has them chase has them Citibank, um bank of america has them too okay and you just use those like a loan and you can save up what you get from your job and you can hustle with that or you can use your credit cards to hustle with that and you could just you could feel better about your financial situation that you're not going from paycheck to paycheck. If something bad happened to your car, you, how are you going to go to work? How are you going to pay for this? How are you going to handle these kinds of situations? You just you just want it for, like, when it happened to me, when I got approved for one for about, what, $1,500, I just felt like, okay, anything happened, I could fix my car. I don't have to worry about my car or going to work anymore because now I have a buffer between me and hard times or me between me and my next paycheck. I got some money. So... Yeah, that that was that was a cool feeling to have that available too. Yeah, people might even could use that. I'm I'm assuming I don't know how the lifts and the Uber works, but 
could you use your credit in terms of that too? You should be able to connect your credit card to it. Yeah. And, and just let them charge the credit card. Yeah. And then you pay back the credit card when you got the money. Exactly. Most and, and those is those is going for like maybe twenty something dollars. So that's a that's another way to pick it up too, huh? Yeah. 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 Long as you use it and paying it back when you first start till the to the point where you get to zero APR credit cards, that's the final destination where you want to get to where you don't have to pay back everything and you don't get charged interest at all because in the beginning with the um, secure credit cards you will get charged interest regular credit cards you will get charged interest on the balance and from the um, the lender and all kinds of other interest rates that they're adding in there for you to have to pay back if you don't pay back by the end of the month or 30 days and then you said for also someone say someone that's not good with time management and they're not good with paying their bills on time. You said Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo have a secure credit card or they have a system where they automatically, if you call them, they can set it up for you. Whatever is over on your credit card or secure credit card, they'll take it from your savings or checking account, whichever one you tell them. And they'll automatically take whatever you owe and pay it off for you. So you don't have to worry about forgetting or anything like that. You just remember what you're using and just remember that's what they're going to take from your savings. So make sure your savings have that what you need on there. Got you. So that's just making it super easy for you. Yeah, yeah. It's very easy. Like, all all the banks should have some type of system. Some of them let you do it, ahead, like, three months ahead of time. Some banks like Wells Fargo automatically do it for you if you tell them to do it. It just, it just matters on what you're doing. If you know yourself, you know you're not that responsible enough, at least you can always call them and tell them to set up a system for you to make sure whenever your paychecks come, they go straight to your savings and to automatically take it from your savings from your secure credit card. Got you. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, yeah. We signing out. That's what I'm telling you, bro. Hello, this is podcast episode number two, and today we just gonna talk about taking L's. Taking L's, man. But it's for a good reason. I was looking to get into finding a mentor to teach me how to buy, sell, and repair homes, and flip them, and you know, investment properties and such. So I went ahead and even say your name, bro. Oh, I thought I said my name was Paul. Nah, man. You and your name it. is Keys. Keys. Okay, what this up, is Keys. This is Paul. Let's get it. We're gonna talk about mentors and um how losses, I took a- man. losses, all kinds of losses, tragically. Um, so we're gonna talk about my losses today. I tragic. Took a major nine thousand dollar loss. This man saying he's not giving me a refund for his mentorship. Hasn't done anything. Ouch. Hasn't shown me anything. Hasn't even called me in four months. But I definitely have given him $9,000. And today I decided to stop the bleeding and talk to him and tell him, hey, man, uh, you know, I just sent him a whole bunch of texts. First, I called him. He doesn't pick up. He hasn't picked up since like yesterday. So today I'm just eval- every few months I take time to evaluate my position in life and where I'm at and where I'm going. Because, you know, there's time that's being wasted that I'm never going to get back. But I definitely will pay for a mentor to show me how to get there. That's like the main secret to life is mentors are a shortcut in life to avoid making mistakes. Because they'll tell you where they've been, how they did it, and walk you through it and help you. And so that's why I value mentors. Instead of me trying to buy a second rental property and making mistakes and all, I believe in getting a mentor to teach me and show me how to do it right. 
so I can avoid as many mistakes as possible. Not saying it's not going to happen, but it's going to happen. So um, my mistake was I got one mentor that cost three grand and a second mentor that cost 24 grand. I didn't want to pick and choose. Um, they both were talking trash about each other at a seminar. So I was like, all right, I'll try each one of y'all. I have some credit cards um, and, and I'm willing to pay you three grand. I'm willing to pay you your 24, but let's do a payment plan for your 24, $500 a month. And down payment would be um, 7,500. So with that mentor from um, you know Denver, I'm not gonna say his name, but um, it was like, I had to put down 7,500. Then the following month, he, he, this is the first red flag. He said, hey, man, I need an extra thousand. I'm like, but I thought our payment plan was $500 a month. And then as we go, you teach me and I pay. And then he changed it again. He's, he changed our, our verbal agreement to, hey, um, so I'll start teaching you when you finish paying the whole thing. Mm. Second red flag. I'm like, wow. Damn. So I'm about to be paying you for about two years. Then I start learning. But you're only going to actually only spend two days with me out of those out when, I, when my lessons start for you to actually teach me how to buy, sell and repair homes. I'm like, OK, let me not be let, let me not act angry or irrational. Let me just think about it. So here I am. I got to get you with this guy. Not to cut you. Go ahead. I got to get you with this guy. Yeah. He's a. Uh... He's doing Airbnbs. You got to see these spots, man. He's redoing them, but in the hood, though. Like, right there, like, going towards Cleveland Avenue where the Krogers is at. Yeah. But, like, say, if you coming towards, like, where that where that hospital is at. Yeah, yeah. But you bust that right before the hospital. Mm-hmm. He's redoing houses over there. Black dude, fairly young, mm-hmm. redoing them daily. I mean, I seen two of them. Yeah, lit. That, that's that's where I'm trying to head to, bro. Lit. But the only thing about it, yeah, is the location. I mean, who like at the end of the day, bro? Crackheads walking around out there. The Man. location's fucked up. Get you a gate. Fuck you talking about? Nah, that shit look like a trapper's paradise. Okay, then yeah. maybe not. Yeah, it look like a trap. No, I'm saying like. The house is decked out. He did He did what you would want to do to yeah. remodel a house. Yeah. But it's just in the wrong location, man. I mean, Ain't great no model. staying over there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. people who come into Atlanta, they just want to come because Atlanta park clubs don't shut down while the rest of the country is still shutting down. I mean, with Airbnbs now, you make it still $100 a night. Yeah. One bedroom. I got to plug you with that guy. I don't know. Information is information. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm valuing. That's why I went and got the mentorship. I just, hey, it's like, okay. So got the, with the, wrong the difference guy. between me and you is, you know, what we know. Yeah. So, yeah, my I took a major L with my mentor today. I let him go. It wasn't He wasn't giving me no information. His teaching style doesn't work for me. There's other factors that is like, okay, how you been treating me for four months while I said nothing tells me a lot about who you are and what your teaching style is. I gave you just about $10,000 in four business. months. You never spoke to me at all. That's bad business. It already told me everything I need to know about you. Stop messing with you. You don't really think about me. You don't value my money or my time. Because yeah. if I got to wait two years to start my lessons, what kind of shit is that? I'm not doing nothing, bro. He has a he has a flawed character. Yeah, I, I know that he he's not he's not 
he's not where I'm at mentally. Uh, and I'm not going to start to say it's a black and white thing. I think it's, uh, uh, you have money and I don't. So you don't understand how my life is working on a daily basis. You just believe that I can give you $500 a month, every month, no problem. And that I have other things going on. Like, yes, I told him about my financial situation that I did. I'm making good money on stocks and I have a job that where I can save at least two grand a month. But that has nothing to do with me throwing money in a pit that I won't see any results for two years. Won't even know how you how I'm gonna get there. I don't see any kind the of progress. Next time, would you tell a person that information? Like on on how to look for a mentor? No, you know you telling the mentor that you're making good money on stocks and stuff like that. I, I doubt I doubt I'll ever give away my financial situation again to a mentor because of that situation. Yeah, yeah, it, it it really it really. So that's one one thing that you took away from a bad situation. Yeah. So in total, what do you think is the most you know uh, important lessons that you took away from that that situation that didn't pan out how you wanted it to first if you can't afford it for the mentorship don't force it don't take out a loan don't don't do that because the mentorship is just to teach you it's not going to actually make you the money Mm -hmm. so first don't take out a loan for mentorship second what was your point again before you said that again so what it's it's like you know, you could take good from any situation, whether yeah. it goes sour or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So one one thing moving forward that you learn. Oh yeah, don't tell them my financial situation. Even if I came up, like I just made a few thousand dollars on on, on Tesla and stocks and, and my the home that I have out for rent. It I, it just grew in like so much equity. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to share that information. I'm going to keep that because this person is supposed to help me make money, not watch my money and try to take it from me. Yeah. I heard they're making good profits off GameStop too. Oh yeah. yeah the GameStop run stopped. Yeah, it stopped yeah, now. Yeah, it yeah, came yeah. back down. Yeah. But you, you know, like, um, so the second thing is do not fully expose your financial situation with a, with a mentor person who you have no idea what their intentions are with you, even though their intention was supposed to be to help you build wealth and get rich. That's not always what it's all about to them. Mm-hmm. To, to them, it could be just a good payday, and then eventually they'll teach you when they feel like Yeah, he got a nice eat off of you with the nine. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, but the main thing is, to me, money is not special. It's about what I'm learning to make the money because what made me so much money so far is what I knew. Mm-hmm. Not how much money I can make at my job. It was just based on what I can learn and understand. So yeah. I understood that I need to know what they know so I can make more money, not just keep saving up more money. That's not going to get me rich. That's not going to get me wealthy. That's not going to get me to quit my job one day. What's mm-hmm. going to get me there is learning more things that could multiply my money by 10 to 20 to 30 times. So mm-hmm. I understand that keeping my money in the bank and just keep adding on an extra one to two grand every month, it's not going to get me there. Mm-hmm. Some days I'm going to have big payments to do like a car a house or something could happen where it'll it'll take all that money away in like one fell swoop Mm -hmm. so i know you have to keep moving forward and the mentors is the thing that will keep me focused and keep growing even when times are good or bad yeah but second lesson do not expose yourself to somebody who's supposed to be helping you financially unless it becomes required for you to give that information away 
Third, how they treat you. If you are giving somebody money to teach you and they're not talking to you, asking you what is your financial situation, how can they help you, what is your goal, um, um, how are your bills doing, um, 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 how's your shopping, what is your mentality like so they can help you get in the right mental state. This is not a good mentor because they're not trying to figure out who you are and what you're trying to do and why you're doing the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Another red flag. Yeah. And the most important red flag is when I ask for a refund, when I'm halfway almost paying off how much it is, he said no. Mm-hmm. All right. At this point, I don't need to repair this relationship. I need to walk away. It's like yeah. you a girl who you've been investing a lot of time in. Mm-hmm. And she never give you no attention till you're about to leave her. Mm-hmm. You already know you're in a bad situation with that chick. Do not fix it. Just leave her alone. And if, and you keep on trying to leave her and she keep begging at you, talking about we're going to talk, we can fix this. You need to do this. It's not my fault. Let's not play the blame game. Leave her, bro. She toxic. Exactly. And that's exactly what this dude is trying to do. Yeah. He's trying to keep me egging on so I can make my monthly payments so he can take my money and do other things with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to keep giving out this girl all my money and she ain't giving me something back in return. Exactly. So, major L there, bro. Learn a major lesson. The guy, the mentor I'm paying three grand to, I learned way more than the guy I paid $9,000 to. Lesson learned, not making that mistake. I'm going to watch you. I'm going to want to do a payment plan and I'm going to cancel out when I feel like I'm not getting what I'm paying for because this is my money that I'm working for and I'm not about to do that. Exactly. Tell me about an L you took. An L I took financially? Yes. An L I took financially where I invested some money and I did not get any profit off of it. I'm trying to think. At least you could profit a lesson like I did. Lessons matter. What? I don't know. I haven't taken no... Last year was a good year for me. Really, I don't really, uh, the only L that I really took is I had a house over there on Gillette and, uh, you owned the house? No, I didn't own it. I I was renting the house. This is like the most major L that I took throughout my life, to be totally honest, where I, I, I had a prime opportunity I can show you the, how the house looked and all of that. It was a nice house. It was ducked off. It's like behind the train tracks. Uh, Welcome all in Gillette Road. And uh, I was paying like five fifty in rent a month. Wow. That shit was a sweet ass deal. But I had no skills at the time. You understand? I basically did it on some leap of faith type shit. Yeah. I didn't really want to do it. But I'm thinking, you know, I had no car at the time and all of that. So, you know, I really wish I would have been better prepared for that opportunity because now it's no longer there. They burnt the house down. So I think it was something where they wanted the insurance over the house or whatever. So they burnt it down. Yeah. So, you know, the people that owned it or whatever. But yeah, like it was it was a nice setup. You know, I liked it after I got in there. I didn't really want it, but when I got in there, I liked it, but I couldn't hold on to it. I was working a bullshit-ass job, you know. I think it was paying me, like, 
10 bucks an hour or whatever the case may be and I just didn't like I didn't have my hand in enough pots to hold on to the house and I had to let it go and really I I wish that like I said you know it was just something that I was I jumped in too too hastily I guess you know and yeah it was like you know so wait, somebody was gonna rent it to you really low. No, I rent. I was. I had it. You you had it. Yeah, you I had it. it out already. For I that. had it for some months, and yeah, then I lost. When I lost my job, you can pay. I couldn't pay the rent. So they let you go. No, I I just left the house. Okay. Abruptly, cause I knew I was like, yo, I'm not. Yeah, they didn't have my one thing about it. You know. Yeah. I didn't give them my actual social security number. Okay. So they can report it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's no, it's no like that's what I'm saying. The loss is in my head. You understand? Yeah. I, I had to pay the rent. I paid the guy like fifty dollars to mow the lawn, the dude or whatever. I think his name was Harold or some shit. And I and I paid him. <laughs> yeah, paid him like fifty dollars a month to mow the lawn or whatever. Cause I didn't have the equipment myself. Then I was working, so I really I, I was tired or whatever. You feel me? So. I, I ain't really wanna and then it was big. Like if I show you a picture of it, it had a long ass driveway driveway you walk up, but I ain't had no car. But the thing about it was the 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 bus stop was right up the street. Yeah. So you can't miss the bus. Yeah. Or whatever. So it was just a nice setup, man. It was in the cut away from like it was a farm across the street. Motherfucker had animals on the farm and shit. Like then it was like a baby, a baby sitting like center, like beyond that or whatever, further up the street or whatever. Then it was a school in the opposite direction, you know, of the street or whatever. But it was just a nice setup, man. But you lost that because the job. The job, man. Man, I feel you, the man. Job. And you I just came couldn't rebound. I can't rebound quick enough because, like I say, I had no skills and I had no car. Yeah. So now I gotta find a job. Yeah. That's on the bus line. I think next podcast we need to talk about skills, man. Yeah, skills is imp- you know you gotta have the skills to pay the bills, bro. They See? used to <laughs> they used to offer trades in high school to yeah. where they showed you how to be a plumber, they showed you how to be an electrician, they showed you how to be an auto mechanic, different things like that. They took all of that shit away. Nah. Because nah. people was capitalizing off of it. Yeah. People was living like everyday people was living like middle class citizens yeah. off of what the skills that they was learning in Trace. high school. Oh, high school. Yes, they used to treat they used to teach that in high school, those Where? things. Yes. In New York? Yes. Okay. Yes. Down here we well, I yeah, down here we don't really have that in high school unless you like in no, the I'm city. No, I'm talking man. about years ago. Oh, man. Yeah, this is when we was tots. This was going on, yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, this was going on when, you know, uh, like, the factories, you know, remember when, uh, in Detroit, they had the big, like, car, yeah, yeah, like, assembly lines and shit, or whatever, so, yeah, yeah, this was going back, this is when black people, they was making a decent living for themselves without having to go the extra mile beyond high school and now you paying for college yeah. to get a skill or going to trade school and paying that or whatever yeah, yeah like that's 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 fucked up 
It's fucked up that they took it out of the end. Yeah, because cause, cause everybody getting out of high school thinking they got to go straight to college. And then that's what we're going to shoot our next podcast on. Talking about, like, you don't have to go to college to be making $20 an hour to $30 an hour. Definitely. You can go straight to a trade school for three to four months, get out, and make your $30 to $40 an hour. No problem at all. You won't have a hard time finding a job when you have a trade skill. And it's like a buttload of trade school um, trades you could have. It doesn't cost that much. You could you could pay for it while you have your regular job and go to school. But you know what I learned about having a house? Because the lady wound up hollering at me and shit or whatever. When I had jump ship or whatever, I got the hell up, I got the hell on or whatever. Because I was like, you know, like, I, I just foreseen... That they were going to kick you out one day. The problems that I was going to have holding on to this thing that I already knew was a big step. And I didn't really want to take it. I was hesitant, but then I took it. And then I'm like, damn, this is what I was thinking about initially. So I just had to jump. Yeah, so I, no, no, no. I was living in there with, uh, I had, you know, little family at the time or whatever. Trying to do the little family thing. But at the end of the day. All right, bro. Yeah, at the end of the day, you understand what you call it. The lady, I can't remember the lady's name, but she, she, uh. She called me or whatever. I had removed all of my stuff. And she was like, why didn't you tell me I would have worked with you? Blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't know. You know, she could have been blowing smoke up my ass for all I know. You feel me? A lot yeah. of people talk a good game or whatever. Yeah. You know, like like the dude did to you whatever with yeah. the nine grand or whatever. Like, yeah, no, I keep yeah. shopping with me, man. I'm going to get you right, whatever the case may be. But, you know, probably... I should have, you know, stayed She would have probably gave you an extra month or two. Probably I should have stayed down with it because I could have probably pulled something because I'm, you know, I'm a crafty person when I want to be or whatever and I can make some shit happen. But like I said, I had no skills at the time. So now I got a skill, you feel me? More than a couple of skills or whatever. Like my work history, you know, is more extensive and stuff like that. So, you know, I could, I could definitely do it now. Find a job in like 30 days or so. No, I could definitely hold on to the house now. Okay. You understand? Like, if I had that, but like, that was a a great deal. Yeah. A lot of people was not paying $550 a month for no rent. Hell no. For no house. No. And if I show you this shit, you'll be like, damn, that was a nice start right there. Bro, you could have saved up and bought something. I I blew that, man. I blew that. And, and, And on some young shit, on some just like, you know, just young shit. This is the shit right here. Nice. Nice. You walked away from that. Definitely. Why didn't you just figure it out, bro? I would have gave him like, hey, can I give you 300 this month? And then uh, I when I find a out. job or can I borrow? I should have figured it out. I could have figured it out. Ah, oh, bro. I could have figured it yeah. out. I gave up too early on that. Nah, bro. I, I mean, I understand that sometimes you got to cut your losses before, you know, that's what I did with dude. But yeah. again, like. Yeah, taking L's don't feel good at all, bro. Not at all. I, I, I mean, to me right now, I feel good that I don't have to keep making that five hundred dollar a month payment. But taking that nine, that nine grand L, it's like, damn. How that am I gonna make come your back? Hurt. Yeah, my stomach do hurt. Matter of fact, for real. I don't even know why though, but like it do hurt. For real. So, but I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna come back stronger. Way. That's all you can do. Just, just watch the um the Airbnb business is coming up. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's good in Atlanta too. It's like Airbnb is like the new Uber, and that's what I'm about to get you gotta on. Gotta get in on these type of things early. Yeah, uh, yeah, bro. I got a whole 
thing that I, I got to come up with, like how I'm going to go from Airbnb, buying properties, and then Airbnb those. Because my rented properties make me three to $500 a month. But if I Airbnb it, I'll make 15 to two grand a month. Yeah. After paying all bills and expenses. All they doing is taking, taking a already structured thing and putting a twist on it. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Uber is nothing but a motherfucking taxi. Yeah. I done seen taxis, yellow taxis, all my life coming up in motherfucking uh, New York. Yeah. And and they just figured out, man. Imagine them ta- them taxi drivers in New York probably hate Uber drivers. I, I saw that shit on the news. They do. They probably beefing. They probably joined them too. Some of them just joined. They probably is beefing. It's about to be a whole street war between the motherfuckers. That Over in Europe, they don't even allow it. Yeah, I bet. Them dudes making too much money, and, and they taking the money away from the taxi drivers. <laughs> I bet. Them dudes are mad. Them dudes are mad. I mean, at the end of the day, you can either join the wave or just get buried. An Airbnb is nothing but a motherfucking villa. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. But villas may be more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can either join the wave, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm joining. When I, get, when I get my tax refund... Plus, whatever I can save from my job, I'm getting me two of them. It's going to cash for at least $1,500 a month to 1000 And that's what I'll eat. That's what's up. And I'm going to get the next one. I'm going to get the next one. I want to get up all the way to 10 at least 10 grand a month. Every two to three months, I can put down payment for investment property and then just keep going that way. That's what I was staying out there. I was staying at the Airbnb in Vegas, but I showed you. See what I'm saying? Shit was lit. That's, that's what I'm going to do. They do them shits up, man. That's what I'm going to do, got bro. got a motherfucker feeling like presidential in there. Hell yeah. For real. What you talking about? <laughs> I'm about to get up there, for real. I'm, I'm, I mean, I already watched my uncle do it. So sometimes with me, I got to watch other people do it first so I can learn from their mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's what the whole mentorship is about. I just figured it out. So after seeing him do it, and he got two of them now, I'm like, all right, cool. Very easy. About to watch it. About to ask him exactly what he did. He said, "Yeah, it's gonna cost you about five grand. Even though getting an apartment, you got to put down payment and all that extra stuff. All together with the furniture, five grand. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people have five grand, but I don't. I'm not. I don't look at shit like that. I'm, I'm looking at like the end goal. What am I gonna have at the end? I don't have to worry about if the job fire me. I don't have to worry about how I'm gonna pay for this and that. Yeah. So that's my goal right now. Is is I know most investors out there not even thinking about this yet because this is not that popular yet. Mm-hmm. But by the time they catch up in a year or two or come up with some new laws to, like in Louisiana, they're stopping people from Airbnb in their spots for more than 15 days. In New York, they're also having them type of problems. Mm-hmm. So before that, I want to own the property so then you can't tell me what to do with it. Mm-hmm. I can Airbnb it out all I want, but rent is increasing in Atlanta because more Airbnb spots are coming up. People don't really care how much rent is. As long as they can make more with Airbnb, they're going to take it. So that's 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 the next move right there. If you're not on that, then you just you just can keep it the old way, but you're gonna get buried because you're gonna see all kinds of new things happen. Rent is gonna increase in Atlanta. You should be buying something. Yeah. Nah, bro. Yeah. That's a fact. But learn something from Major L. Stop the bleeding. Now it's time to move on, keep going, and let it go. I'm gonna let it go. If he not giving me a refund, keep the nine grand. Nine grand less than I learned. Get a mentor. Make sure you're learning as you're going. If he's not calling you every week or at least every three days to teach you something or to talk about something that's going on, let him go. I agree. 
and that concludes the podcast today.